This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Not this week for old Herb Tyler, Herb Teasy, as he likes to be referred to. He's with his daughter at Georgia Tech. He's a devoted father. So Herb taking the this week off. We've got Jimmy Smith from tigerdetails.com filling in for Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Our Oakenheart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Jimmy, so how's it feel filling in for uh, for Herb? You know, I had to make some adjustments, um, lower the seat a bit, you know, change the height of the mic, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I could get comfortable here, to be honest, you know, and and I love Herb, love him to death, but I mean, other, I mean, he's accomplished some things athletically, but I don't think he's like ever won a mullet toss championship. A what? Right? A mullet toss. Champion. A mullet toss. You, yeah. You're a mullet toss champion? Three time mullet toss champion. So like the fish mullet we're talking yeah, about, here, right? Yeah. At the Florida Bama line, they do it every year and they throw a mullet as far as they could throw it. How far did you throw said mullet? 59 yards. 59 yards? 59 yards one year. Yeah. And wow. that's, that's before I had a bad back. That's probably why I have a bad back. Honestly. So you got you got one up on on Herb Tyler. Yeah, yes. I mean, what did he really accomplish a- athletically? You know what I mean. If you if you're taking this the wrong way, don't because this is sheer sarcasm, and Jimmy's just just hamming it up a little bit. Yeah, I love. He Herb. and Herb are, are big big pals. Yeah, and, and he'd be taking shots at me right now too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870 on our text line. Uh, basically, I'll just put it this way from an area code 251. Jimmy and I were both born here. All right. <laughs> we were born here. I was born in New Orleans. Jimmy was born in Kenner. I didn't grow up here, but that's not my fault. My dad joined the Army when I was 10 months old, and we traveled around the country. But let me tell you, we always followed LSU. We always followed the Saints. And in fact, just every second of leave my father had, we weren't going to Disney World or going somewhere. We came back to New Orleans every time. And he retired here, and I, I followed him. I just think it's funny that a guy with a mobile area code is kicking our butts and and, and challenging us on on our roll Louisiana tide. ties. Yeah, know? he's a rule. He, he's a, that's an Alabama fan trolling us a little bit. I bet. Yeah. By the way, Alabama. Let's check on the score there. Alabama and, and Ole Miss. Uh, it is thirty-five-seven into the fourth quarter. Looks like the Crimson Tide are going to cruise to victory over. Ole Miss. And how much do you think Lane Kiffin wanted that one, though? At least make it competitive. Man, I, I promise you, Lane's going to be stinging from this one, right? And 
you know, I, I think this is one of those things where I, I bet Nick Saban on his calendar has that great game circled, right, with Lane Kiffin and the history they've had together and so on. And everybody talking about, well, Lane Kiffin is so good offensively and the things he could do. I promise you this was a very big game for Nick Saban. Um, and evidently they came out with a great game plan and really stifled this dynamic miss, Ole Miss offense. I mean, looking at the score, it's it's really astonishing to me. I didn't know there was a team in the country that could hold the, the Ole Miss offense the way that Alabama has today. So a uh, big win for, for Nick Saban, one of many. And I'm sure a very painful loss for, for Lane Kiffin. Yeah, his former boss and Nick Saban who left him at – at the at the stadium one time leaving a game <laughs> yeah. and i think that was on purpose um let me okay let me go ahead and please address this uh, on the text line cuz i'm tired of the same texter oh that makes a difference you, you weren't raised in new orleans listen if you're upset with me and jimmy for telling you the absolute 100% truth about lsu football instead of looking at us like oh, we're haters we're not haters we're telling you the truth about where lsu struggles and you don't need me and jimmy to do it there's countless other people that could, that'll tell you the same thing, that are in the same profession we are. Yeah. So we're not hating. We're just telling you the truth about what ails this football team. And I could promise you it it probably stings me a little more. I've, I've coached 12 to 15 kids on that current team. Yeah, through, through your 7-on-7. Seven seven seven. Seven. Yeah. Right, and so there's 12, 15 former players of mine that are playing on these Saturdays. So it pains me to see them struggle um, as a team because I'm really rooting for those guys. And and probably a total of 100 guys throughout my career that I've coached that have played for LSU. So, yeah, please don't challenge me on, on my Louisiana ties and my love for the state. I moved to Florida. I moved back, and this is home. Speaking of seven-on-seven, seven, how much do you think that has impacted college football? Because you're seeing quarterbacks and receivers come in much more talented and polished than maybe we had seen in the past. I think it's directly because of the seven-on-seven. Seven. I think it's a – a major aspect in kids' development for today's game. Um, you know, the, the RPO offense, the, the spread attack, all those things, you don't see as much of that in high school as you do in college in the NFL. High school hasn't caught up to that yet, right? And so seven-on-sevens become that way where guys can introduce themselves to these schemes that have five options out in the passing game all the time, helping them see the field, play football year-round. You've got to realize – Football is very seasonal, right? And most of those kids usually developing through high school. When your football season's over, now you're going to go be the point guard for the basketball team or you're going to play third base on the baseball team. Well, now these guys are training on the football field. And so they're they're progressing at a much faster rate at the quarterback position and other, other positions on the field. And I think it's helped a ton uh, with these guys developing and getting ready for the college game. Not to mention the impact of seven-on-seven, seven, but I also think that in Louisiana, when you look at the talent that this state provides – I think it's directly attributed to the amount of great coaches that are on the high school prep mm -hmm. scene. I mean, there's some seriously good, really good coaches at the high school level in Louisiana. I mean, it, it's hard to find a bad head coach, to be honest with you. No, there's a lot of legendary guys, right, whether you go through the – the Curtis staff and the things that have happened at Neville and West Monroe over the years and the Catholic coaching staff. And, I mean, there's good coaches everywhere. Uh, Robert Valdez at James uh, St. James. And, I mean, you can go down the list. Bryce Brown, so on and so on. These are great coaches. Um, you know, in Louisiana over the last 20 years have had some really good personal trainers, guys like J.J. McCluskey mm -hmm. on the ground, Ryan Clark, Derek Stingley, training these guys. And I think that's also played a huge role in developing these young players. Jimmy Smith – 
of TigerDetails.com. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on the home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, WWL, AMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. Jimmy Smith of TigerDetails.com filling in for Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Getting you set for LSU and Auburn tonight in Death Valley, 8 p.m. kickoff. (laughs) If you're an LSU fan and you're down there tailgating, pace yourself pace yourself you don't want to pass out before the game starts all right so slow down and then of course if you're trying to double dip for tomorrow's noon kickoff between the saints and giants yeah slow down pace yourself all right don't you don't have to get it all you don't have to get all that liquid courage in you all that quickly slow down pace yourself it's going to be a long night it's going to be a vibrant night though jimmy how good is it to going to be to be able to watch this game on tv but see Fans in the stands and a pivotal or a huge SEC uh, matchup between LSU and Auburn and and that place rocking and rolling. It's gonna it's gonna feel great to me to see that. Oh, it's gonna be great. And you know, I, somebody that that owns a website with a message board, and I see the passion that these fans have for this team. I'm just happy for the fans, honestly, to be able to go back and experience that with their friends, their family, some some friends they've made that have season tickets next to them, things like that. Um, it's going to be very exciting to hear that crowd in the background. And I'm expecting a big turnout today. I know we've seen some some numbers from some of the other games. They're saying 92,000 present. I'm telling you, it's looked nothing like that. Tonight's probably going to look quite different. I imagine even with the, the vaccine checks and those type of things, you're going to see 85,000, 90,000 people in those stands, which I think is a really good number and, and definitely uh, could impact the game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be good to see. I, I can't wait just because – how long and i'm really looking forward to tomorrow because the who that nation hasn't been in the superdome yeah in 19 months and they're going to get to get their opportunity to see their team and you know you've been in that building man when when that crowd is rolling who it's a constant wall of noise and i think i think the giants are going to feel a little bit of that we transitioned into the nfl yeah i think it's going to be one of the latter times you've seen that stadium in quite some time and and not even you know, due to COVID, prior to COVID, right? I think this is going to be the type of fan reaction in the Superdome that you saw maybe after returning from Katrina, right? That high energy level. Yeah. They're screaming pregame. They're screaming all through the game. I think that's how it's going to be in the Dome. Yeah, that'll be fun as well. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. The, call, the texter earlier was saying that we're too negative and that we um, didn't grow up here, weren't born here, excuse me. Uh, asked, dared us to put him on the air, and I said, we'll gladly do it. Call us. Yet to hear from him. 504, if you're listening, 260-1870. Look, again, we would love to sit here. Jimmy, I, you and I would both love to sit here like we did in 2019 and just absolutely dote over this football team because of how good they they were. This team's not that good. They're not as good as the 19 championship team, that's for sure. But they're not. They're, they've got flaws, and they have strengths. I think that they're. I think that one of their strengths that we talked about is I think you're getting good quarterback play. Kayshawn Boutte is must see TV. He's must watch. You're watching a future top five NFL pick every week for LSU as as a, as a wide receiver. But they also have their flaws, <laughs> and as Jimmy talked about, the linebacking play isn't very good and should be better, and. That's a staple that we were so used to seeing, Jimmy, about an LSU uh, defense is they always had linebackers that were just flat-out studs. Yeah, it's been quite a run now. I'd go back to maybe when from Kevin Minter 
um, his time at LSU, from that period until recently, it was about a good solid 10 years. He had Debo Jones and Duke Riley and Quan Alexander and Devin White. I mean, these are the who's who of running uh, linebackers, right? And then now you see this drop-off and this this lack of ability, lack of ability to fit the run and, and lack of ability to tackle in space and things like that. And it just doesn't align with what we're used to seeing. David on the Gulf Shores, or in the Gulf Shores, on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, David. You're on WWL. Thanks for putting me on. I mean, you guys were so negative for so long. I mean, you must guys must have went on for about a half hour, 45 minutes. By the time I finished listening to you, I was ready to commit suicide. Don't I mean, talking that. about recruiting, talking about coaching, talking about we don't have this, we don't have that. I mean, it's like if that's the case, it's a foregone conclusion. I don't even know why the heck y'all even why play the game the way you guys were talking. Well, I mean, David, you had no chance. I hope they win tonight and y'all both have to eat your words. I would hold never on, David. Want hold on, David. Hold on, David. We haven't said that if LSU is going to win, if we think LSU is going to win tonight or Auburn's going to win. We haven't said that. We have not even made a prediction on the game. I actually, you don't even know I, where I stand. I picked LSU to win on my website, and I do think they're going to win this game, but I don't think this is going to be a dominant LSU performance tonight. Fire away, David. My God, not one positive thing. Not one po- I wish you would listen to the tape before the show. I mean, for the last 45 minutes, an hour or so, on and on. I mean, by the time I finish listen, I'm like, my God. And I'm a, I'm a New Orleans native. I went to Rommel High School. I went to LSU. All my kids go to LSU. I got six-season six tickets to the Saints game. I'll be in that number tomorrow. Good. You know, it, it's effort to drive three hours. We go there every every time. I've had tickets for since Katrina when they were about to move the Saints. I bought six tickets. I'm born and raised in Metairie, Louisiana. So I know what the hell I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Y'all might have been born there. But I tell you one thing, there's a big difference. A lot of people born in Louisiana, they leave. They don't know the flavor of New Orleans. Says David, who now lives in Gulf Shores. Right. Yeah. But I was raised in Louisiana, raised in New Orleans. I know what I'm talking about. You guys don't even know what you're talking about. So, you're <laughs> so because I wasn't raised. But I was raised in here. New Orleans. So, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's your logic, David, that I don't know what I'm talking about because I wasn't raised here. So, okay, that means, David, you would then, by that logic, then be qualified to do what me and Jimmy do. Because you were simply raised here. Makes zero sense. Zero sense. Let me, I'd love to be a guest host. I could do it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean, how, how many games have y'all been to in your life before you were working for WWL? Why does how that many, matter? How many Why does that matter? I grew up next door to Buddy Deliberto, who's my uncle. All right. I've been to Saints games since I was four or five years old. I had dinner with Mike Dicka when he was first hired here. So I've been around this. By the way, your uncle is the reason why Mike Ditka got hired here. Right. So, like, and I've been to numerous football games every Friday night, every Saturday night, and in front of the TVs every Sunday. I don't think anybody on this call has been to as many football games as I have, nor has anybody on this phone call scouted football for a living. So I definitely understand this game. And my negativity came from a lot of people, including myself, expected LSU to perform better through the first four games this year. And so we're calling it like we're seeing it. I mean, let's not remember three weeks ago, this team was embarrassed on national television against UCLA. A team that could finish third in the Pac-12 or fourth. Right. And and since then, this LSU team's beat McNeese, Central Michigan, and, and now Mississippi State. None of the three were extremely impressive. 
So we're just calling it saying, why isn't this team as good as we thought it was? And and we could act like none of that happened, right? But who are we being honest with? Not ourselves, not our listeners. So calling it as we're seeing it doesn't mean we're negative. doesn't mean we're anti-Louisiana or don't have a history with this state. It simply means we're doing our jobs. Not to mention, I would love to sit up here and rewind the 2019 season and have a redo of that. That is so mm-hmm. much fun on the radio when you're leading into that those kind of games and you got that kind of football team to talk about. There was hardly any negative things to talk about with them. So we were basically gushing over that team. So what so, was my stance on that team coming into the season? Do you, you remember? You you called it. You and her both predicted they would beat Alabama and they they would win a national championship. Yeah. Both so, of you I guys. mean I guess back then I was just a happier person, perhaps. You know? Yeah. And you you're not from Louisiana and all that good stuff. David, nice try. Thanks for the phone call. We'll step away and come back. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier is next here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. You know, it came down to LSU and Cincinnati for Joe. That's right. And so, man, you know, what could have been there, but uh, uh, that that's not a huge surprise to me having watched Cincinnati play. They can match up in the secondary uh, with the speed teams, but, man, they flow so quickly front seven up front and uh, – you know, uh, I got to spend some time with Desmond Ritter uh, at the Manning camp. And, uh, man, he's improved so much from year to year. And you can see his accuracy skills, his touch. He's a tough guy in the pocket, and he's got some mobility skills. So, man, congratulations to Cincinnati. Number two, Georgia, shutting out eighth-ranked Arkansas. <laughs> was I-, I wasn't surprised by Georgia winning at all. But to shut them out, how legit – is the Bulldog defense. Yeah, it's, it's the best defense I've seen all season long. Um, man, you know, and they lost a ton of people in the secondary. So that was the big question, Mark, uh, coming into this season. It wasn't front seven how well they'd hold up on the back end. But, uh, man, uh, they're aggressive to the football. And to do that without their starting quarterback in JT Daniels, that's what makes it even more impressive. Uh, so, Chargers legit. And I know we probably said this, and probably Jimmy's heard it as much as I have. If if there's any year Georgia's going to catch Alabama, this is the one. Because you look at that defense, you have the right quarterback if he's healthy. That humongous offensive line, which is real physical, you know, and they've always had their reputation to run the ball well. Now you got to win in December. You know, you 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 got to win that SEC championship game and then kind of take it on into the Final Four. But uh, they legit, and they got the right quarterback in JT if he's healthy. But, man, their defensive front seven is just as good as you're going to find in college football. And their offensive line, which uh, I'd rather clothe them than feed them because they got some big horses up front. Man, can they run the ball. Coming into the season, Mike, there there really wasn't a clear-cut favorite for me, right? Over the past few years, you've seen Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, any one of those three. We knew Oklahoma was going to be really, really good at times. Coming into this season, I wasn't too sure about how good Alabama was going to be. They're a little better than I anticipated. Now that we're four going in through five weeks of the season, is it Georgia and Alabama and then everyone else? Is there any other team outside of those two that are in that same ballpark? I think they're cut above, Jim, to be honest with you. Um, And I knew Georgia would be really good. Uh, You know, Alabama, I knew there was no way they were going to lose this game to Ole Miss. (laughs) 
Now, if you bet, you know, and you think about 14 and a half, 15 points, that's a lot of points. And the way Ole Miss had played them a year ago. But, man, their defense has played lights out today. Brian Robinson has really run the football well. But you knew one thing. Nick had heard this for over a year. It had got underneath his crawl, but good, about how Ole Miss and Kiffin had taken it to him last year and and really sort of embarrassed them defensively. And so you knew they, they were going to play lights out today. They, they were really going to play well. But uh, Bryce Young's improvement at quarterback, you can see it uh, game to game, his accuracy skills, his touch, his poise for a guy with little playing time up until this year. And uh, they got it going. And that team you see today won't be the team you see in November. They'll be better, which is scary. NFL and college football analyst Mike Detelier here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Mike, if you're Auburn, to my knowledge, they haven't announced who they're going with at quarterback, T.J. Finley or Bo Nix. If you're Auburn, what are you doing? I'm running the football. I think, you know. Who are you starting? Well, I think the coach, it's a hard decision for him because I think if it was just him, he'd probably start Bo Nix. Experience on the road so forth so on but man you know you you fighting conflict here because the guy that gave you the spark was tj and so he may be mulling this over until maybe game time to think about exactly what i should do here who who knows tj more than what lsu does and so that that causes another issue uh with it but I, what i see is a very indecisive coach wouldn't most coaches have told you or by midweek, hey, this is who we're going with. But that wasn't the case with Brian. So I think he, he had a lean toward Bo Nix to be his guy. Experience. Have played in these sort of outings. Uh, can maybe handle the crowd noise a little bit better than TJ. But the guy that wanted for you last week was Finley. Man, so as a first-year coach at a major university like Auburn, where you got a lot of spotlight, and you almost got embarrassed last week. Almost got embarrassed by Georgia State. So um, my thing is, um, I hang my hat on the running game, and if I start Bo, I got a quick hook with him. Very quick. That I'm going to go with TJ. Because he seemed to, one, he seemed to be much thinner than the TJ I've seen. Jimmy, I don't know about you, but that that T.J. Finley I saw on television looked a lot thinner than the one I've seen in the past. Um, at one time, T.J. told me he was in the 260s. And then last year, Ed told me he was like 241 or something in that 20s today. And I wish you get 40 pounds all that quickly. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting with him because I think it's certainly – Mike, you're cutting in and out. Running. Repeat what you just said. The straw that turns the drink for them is is Tank Bigsley at running back. He's really the guy you've got to stop. Mike Dettelier, NFL and college football analyst. So if you're Auburn, you're running as soon as you get off the bus, right? It's run, run, run all day. Run right, run left, run up the middle. No, but uh, you mix it up. But I think the best Auburn teams – 
throughout the years have been the teams that have successfully run the football. And if I got a big horse like Bigsley, Bigsby, man, I'm running him. The ball ain't that heavy. Come on, give him the football 25 times. Now, LSU's defense has played much better against the run. But I'm going to test it early to see just how much better. And this is a crazy game because of the fact LSU's weakness is they can't run the ball, and Auburn's weakness is the fact that they, they play lousy in the secondary and give up one big play after another, which is LSU's strip. So <laughs> you got to play in that bit here. You, you're hitting the ball on both sides. Uh, one thing you're going to see today, though, uh, or tonight is three of the best linebackers in, in college football for Auburn. And Owen Popple, uh, Zacoby McLean, and Chandler Wooten. Man, you don't see three of them like that on a football field often. Auburn's got some tremendous linebacker play. And that's why LSU's had difficulty running the ball, but they're not going to run the ball tonight. Not with them three guys in the lineup. To me, I attack them and I go after them deep, and I do it early. So it's all about pass protection and giving Max an opportunity uh, to hit either those freshman receivers or, or Boutte on the, on the long pass. You know, speaking of Austin, uh, Auburn's roster and some of the strengths on the roster, what's their offensive line look like? I know the LSU defensive front's pretty stout. Um, had some issues fitting the run and gap integrity from the linebacker position, things of that nature. Do we know much about this Auburn offensive line and this type of running game? It's, it's, I'm sure it looks quite different than what we saw um, prior under Gus Malzahn in those years. What can we expect to see from that Auburn running game? What kind of running game is it? And do they have a bunch of hogs up front on that offensive line? Yeah, Jimmy, they they, they big up front and really built to run the football. Uh, I think I got sent something during the week. I think they averaged 326 pounds per offensive lineman. Oh, again, That's some beef. That, again, I'd rather clothe them than feed them because they're pretty big up front. Uh, and that, and, and, but so you got to play to your strength there. Uh, I think they've been okay in pass protection. It's not all been because of Bo. They've gotten a lot of pressure off the edge. Uh, which has been LSU's strength here. Uh, LSU's been able to get some pressure there and also sending uh, someone extra off the edge. But they're huge up front, a big offensive line. And I think they, they're going to try to pound that LSU. I know if I was in that spot, that's what I would do. I would try to pound away at LSU's defensive front, even though that's the strength of their team. But you look at how LSU is built, you know, and they lead, what the uh, college football world in sacks uh, is if I pound on you, that slows down your pass rush. And so, uh, again, tonight, the big key for LSU defensively is to slow down that running game and put, if it's Knicks or TJ, in a spot where it's third and six or third and seven, obvious passing situations where you can do some things in the secondary, especially with TJ in there, maybe to confuse him a little bit. NFL and college football analyst Mike Dettelier here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com, filling in for Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick, and 
Mike, give me your prediction. Who you got? I'm going to go 27-24 LSU. Uh, I think Kate, you're, man, he, it might be again toward the end. These games with Auburn have been some of the craziest damn games I've ever seen in my life uh, uh, when LSU has played Auburn. They, they've had some really strange and crazy endings. I wouldn't be surprised if he'll go into it. I, I think LSU jumps off to a lead. I think Auburn fights back. And this may come down to who can make the big play on special teams. That's what it normally handles. Man, remember a few years back, Auburn was whelping them. They punt a ball and DJ chalk, and it was no more than 50-50 with DJ. Every time he touched it as a punt returner, he broke the game open on a punt return that basically set the tone in the in the second half for LSU. I think something to that ilk is going to happen here. And I think LSU wins it, but it's close. Mike, always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. Y'all take care. Take care, Mike. That matches the spread. LSU's favored by three points. And yeah. Vegas doesn't very, rarely get it wrong. I mean, they, they, just, they just don't get it wrong. And as evidence, look at what Coastal Carolina did to UL Monroe, 59-6. to six. They win by 53. They were favored to win by 34. And, and you would be tempted to say, you know what, that's a big point spread. I'm taking – I'm gonna I'm gonna take UL Monroe. Mm-mm. No, they know what they're doing. That, that that prediction from Mike aligns right with how Vegas is thinking. LSU by three points. It basically means these teams are what and what, right? Mm-hmm. They say it's a three point swing for home field advantage. Yeah. So Vegas is basically saying this game's a toss up, with LSU having a slight home field. If they were playing in Auburn, Auburn, Auburn would be favored by three in all right. of it, or maybe two, two and a half. Right. All right, we'll step away and uh, come back and wrap up the show. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show on the home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, WWLAMFM.com, and the Odyssey app. Time to wrap up the show, the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Jimmy Smith in for Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We'll hand it off to the LSU Sports Radio Network in about seven minutes. Oakland Heart Jewelers phone lines are open. i got a couple minutes to squeeze in a call or two at 504-260-1870. Jimmy, as we were reminded that we were very negative earlier in the show, uh, now it's time for some positivity. Um, who are you picking? I, I went with LSU. Um, 27 and a half to 27 was the score. I 27 and a half. Oh, come <laughs> on, Jimmy. Look, I honestly think it's going to be an extremely close game. Um there's been so many of these games over the years that have been decided on the last drive, field goal. Um, both these teams have really good field goal kickers. Um, I wouldn't even say LSU has an advantage here. I think Anders Carlson is the guy's name from Auburn. The guy's lights out. I think he might be 20 for 20 on the season. So, uh, in the end, I'm going to go LSU. I think it's going to be a one-score game, but I really think this could go either way, and it wouldn't surprise me if Auburn dominated time of possession and won this game well that's been uh, lsu's um that's been their mo i mean they, they lost the time of possession last week and still won with mississippi state that's a recipe for disaster though because eventually that's going to be it there's going to be a team that is productive with those minutes mississippi state wasn't productive even though they possessed the ball for so long they weren't very productive i'm picking lsu to win uh, i agree with you it's going to be one of those nip and tuck games. It always is between Auburn and, and, and LSU. Even the year the Tigers LSU won the national championship game, that was their toughest game, their toughest opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Alabama fans are going to scream at me, but you, I think if you pay attention closely, um, that was a a really tough game for LSU 
in 2019. I, I think it's a close game, uh, 27, 25 kind of deal. 30. You know, I don't think I don't think any either of these teams score more than 30 points. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a nip tuck, a nip and tuck kind of game. Uh, 27, 25 in that range. 27, 24. However you want to, however you want to couch it, Glenn. You're the final call of the night on Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, Glenn. You're on WWL. Hey, guys. I've always been kind of an LSU hater, um, Tulane grad. Um, just want to let you know, I have to agree with your callers. You guys have been nothing but negative. And I oh, hey, David. Up, hey, David. How are you? What's going on, David? It's the same guy that called in earlier. It's <laughs> under a different alias. You think we don't recognize your voice? You're not a Tulane grad. Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> I won't repeat that, what David just said on the in, in my headphones. But nice try, David. Um, again, the atmosphere down there in Baton Rouge, I expect it to be electric. I'm, I am genuinely concerned about – I want to see how many fans don't show up because they party too hard. Like if there's a number that we can quantify. I'll bet you there's probably going to be at least 1,000 LSU fans that don't make it into Tiger Stadium because they've been at it since eight o'clock this morning, and they've been they've been drinking that fire water for you know fire water. nine ten hours. Yeah, and there's probably another five thousand that have to leave by halftime. Yeah, right. That yeah. just simply cannot sit up straight for the second half of this football game. Man, don't be that don't be that person. Don't be that person. It's you don't want you you're in for quite possibly a whale of a football game, and you want you should want to stay for the whole game and. And remember it. I mean, you pay good money for those LSU tickets, so you know don't be the the, the thousand or so or the the handful that have to leave at halftime or don't even make it in to Tiger Stadium for kickoff between LSU and Auburn. But I'm I'm just I'm pumped to see um, if LSU can somehow find a way to control the line of scrimmage. I think that that's a surefire way. If they control the line of scrimmage, Jimmy, I think they beat Auburn by ten points if they somehow do that. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think, um, you know, but that's the if, right? And on both sides of the ball. And I'd say offensively, maybe not even control the line of scrimmage, just be effective enough right? Yeah. to allow some semblance stalemate. of balance. Right, stalemate. Um, defensively, I do think they have to win that line of scrimmage battle. If Auburn wins that battle and is able to run the ball at will, it's a ball game, right? So, uh, but yeah, I think they definitely have to win in the trenches tonight. Curious to see who Auburn starts at quarterback, whether it's Bo Nix or T.J. Finley. I would go with T.J. Finley just because he gave you a spark and you saw your you saw your team respond last week. But again, I'm not the head coach of Auburn, so um, my we'll feeling find out. my feeling is if if it was T.J., I think we would have heard because he would have probably been getting most of the first reps all week. Um, I think they're still splitting reps, which makes me think they're leaning towards Knicks possibly. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out when they yeah, walk on the field. They might have just said, you know what, the competition's open and we're not ready for TJ yet, but we're going to start giving them more reps and less reps to Bo Knicks to open up this competition. That's, a, that's an excellent point. All right, that's a wrap for the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show. I want to thank David Potter at Master Control, our executive producer and operations and brand manager, Diane Newman. I want to thank Jimmy Smith from TigerDetails.com. Jimmy, what's on the site real quick? Everything LSU. Um, we have a visitors list right now of all the top prospects that will be on hand today, most of the top guys from Louisiana, and, uh, of course, any and every angle covering this game. TigerDetails.com is where you can find Jimmy and his staff. I'm Christian Garrick, Simplify. I'm out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 